0: Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Manifesting Podcast. I have a special guest today. His name is Daniel Murfield. He is an author, a mentor, and a healer. And uh, his book, Seedling, uh, it's Seedling, the Journey to Inner Peace, is what we are going to talk about today. It's a channel text. So, Daniel, I'm um, I'm going to let you take it away. If you can tell us a little bit about yourself, how the book came about, and then talk about the book. I'm sure my uh, listeners would be really interested in hearing what you have to say.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, a little bit about myself. So I, um, I, I knew I had a bit of uh, kind of uh, foresight when I was younger. I kind of let it go between my teens and my twenties and then I embraced it after that so I've kind of gone through two or three different cycles of actually embracing my who I am and my identity um but the my my journey I've done a lot of traveling so i've, I've seen I've done a lot of soul searching and being able to place myself around the world and experience different energetical frequencies frequencies across the planet so within within our own journey and with our own principles um there's always life lessons and they are always relevant to your story as we move along in life and, and and grow as grow as an individual but also surround ourselves with with people so i i've i i've had my journey it has taught me lessons it has brought, brought it actually brought this book to us so the guides that were with me when i was younger they, they've they obviously stayed with me through the full time that i am today and they've actually helped me write my my book seedling so um with, with the world that we have at the moment it's very uh regimented and it focuses on profit and materialistic markets so when when someone goes for a spiritual awakening it's very hard to find avenues that suit suit their kind of healing and and kind of um not necessarily hard but find find the right way to be yourself and move forward and 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 when we're kind of looking for that rebirth and trying to heal and find our identity and put ourselves in positive positive spaces it's a very difficult process it's a very emotional process Like we've been emo- we've been emotionally charged majority of our lives so to go from being emotionally charged to confident within our embodiment is is a journey and it won't happen overnight it's it's um uh it's about honor self-awareness and self-love so so seedling is a message from my guides. Those those who whatever stage of their spiritual journey is, it's an avenue to, be help you, to help you look inside, to help you recognize the value of yourself and to put simple concepts into, into your world, into how you place yourself and look look at your mental health. Every everything we start with in our mental health. So it the what we eat, it starts with our mental health, how 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 fit we are, our mental health. So, if we have a, a strong and healthy mind, the rest of our life kind of sinks in with that reality, and we can grow as our true identity, our true, uh, our true enlightenment body, which is, which is why we're here. We're we're embracing a physical form. We we come to this. We come to this planet to be in this, be in this embodiment to experience the positions that we put us in, and to enjoy life. So, seedling is it's seedling can be quite deep, but it's there for the individual to know who they are.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. We all need tools on this journey. I knew from a young age, too, I was really con- I'm an old soul, so I always felt there was more out there. But like many people, right, who experience an awakening, I uh, went through a lot of trauma and things like that. Um, and then got into the church. I was disconnected for a while and then had my awakening. So it's a, it's a journey. When I was younger, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have tools and I really didn't come across, uh, tools like your book, um, until after my awakening. So I really didn't have much before that, um, to like to assist me on the journey. So, um, like me now, and having individuals like yourself, right, on um, on my podcast, and this will be on my YouTube channel as well, in hopes of reaching people who are even haven't even perhaps had a spiritual awakening yet or are just now at the beginnings of it, right, and need guidance and tools to help them on their journey. I, have a, uh, I do have a question. When uh, and I knew, I, because I read your book, I know from a, a young age, age, as you just mentioned, um, you know, you started working with your guides and things like that. I didn't have that experience. Now, when you kind of, in your teens and 20s, did you, or at any point, did you go through a period of, uh, of solitude, of like not really wanting to be around? other people i know you were out in nature and stuff a lot but did you experience that need for just a lot of solitude and from an energetic perspective whether you realized or not or not not being able to be around other people because you just needed that time for yourself
1: yeah absolutely well and and when your identity has been taken away from you it's a very lonely world you know everything feels difficult Every every feeling and emotion that you experience has been shut down and and removed and blocked and hidden away from you. So so the the joys of life are dramatically change our perspective and how we even place ourselves within the world. And I don't I don't see words. I never have. Um, I see the energy behind the words. So when someone's saying a story all it takes is for me to hear a word to see that story and i'm i'm dyslexic so sometimes you hear me stumble and mumble and whatever the the words are so i have always seen life different and but because i've had a relationship with animals and i've been able to uh, form that communication i knew quite early on that um I, I struggled with the modern day reality of how we how we how we enter life, how how the structure is with school and society, and I I had to adapt. And when I adapted, I became someone that I was not meant to be. So I there was forced upon me my personality change, and there was no avenue for me to really uh, identify the spaces that I was holding, and um, that 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 journey of you know fifteen eighteen years it was a difficult one but it's given me the core principles of life of of wisdom that i can pass on to people and say there's there's another side to the story and it's and it's more aligned to your values and your core principles of life yeah Um, and 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 um, um we struggle um as as and as as we evolve materialistically and economy and all this greed and fear and control we struggle just uh no, the values of life. Never mind, live it. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm finding now, I have time to- where, like all the materialistic things, you know, we need things to survive, right? How a place to a roof over a head to keep us safe and stuff, um, finances to help us feed ourselves or whatever. But I find it really, I am so content sometimes just sitting right? And meditating or just sitting and daydreaming and realizing that being in the heart space for me, like joy and and stuff is like, it means more to me now than sitting. You know, I, I sit at my desk a lot, but um, I didn't used to be like that, right? I didn't used to be so connected, you know, with myself and I never had inner inner peace growing up so uh it's it's quite interesting now at my age i'm 52 to have found that just over the past four years i wasn't lucky enough to really have that as a young age you know like like you i've just connected to my guides over the past couple of of years and i find it interesting you said you see the energy behind the words so instead so Can you explain, if you don't mind explaining kind of how the book came about, that channeling process? I myself am really interested um, in how that came about because when I channel, um, what I see, not necessarily energy, I see images, right, when I'm writing and um, I'm clear audience, so I hear it. So can you, if you don't mind, explain kind of how that process was for you? And see the energy behind the words, because I'm so curious.
1: Yes. So the, our lives is built on the transfer of energy. So every interaction, conversation, space, energetic imprint of the planet, it is all is it all transferred through the communication lines of energy. So when we when we look to healing, we always look to the source. The source has the power to re, to to release that burden and to heal you within that moment. So when someone's telling a story, and this is this is the way that logic works, logic works on a control-based scenario. So the society gives you a story and it gives you 10% of the story, and 90% of it is made up of their reality, made up, made up of what they want to tell you. And and a lot of the times it's this victim mentality or this uh kind of villain they're creating a villain to make them to, to give them power and they don't realize that the power comes from being at peace but they they try and take it away from others so when someone's telling a story that you've got to decipher the the actual the truth within that story and that the energetical imprint can can release that b- burden so it's a very tiring process listening to stories and trying to understand just potentially 10 percent of it is true so i i read the energies behind the words i don't listen to the words words are very foreign to me um i i so the energy behind the words is the story is the actual true story that happened to the person so the true event that was within that moment that was able to that was that was deciphered so the um the, the 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 transfer of energy is kind of like how we bring our awareness back in brings our empowerment because we have this aura and within this aura it's it's our def- our first line of defense so we can obviously deterrent you know unwelcome passive aggressive tra- trajected kind of comments and energies that want to kind of take away your power but it's also our lines of communication and when we go into nature and we find our principles we are we are welcoming in their story and their energy and when when we're sitting and meditating sometimes we look internally understanding energies within our empowerment and within our embodiment but sometimes we're also welcoming energies in and we're we're listening to their story and their 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 energy energetic imprint of that kind of consciousness that higher place of value um so uh, and 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 words are something that we have to learn and we've 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 created a society that has, has helped with words but Within this lifetime, words are the the biggest challenge that we have, because within one, if you're have lost your empowerment and someone actively, actively is overstepping their boundaries and taking away your value, within one word they can change your day on on a on a spin. You know, yeah. so so with anybody within this world, we use words to take away people's power. So we have to find the power in words to bring that harmony and love within our relationship um ch- channeling um the the book was kind of um I did it for 6 months uh, and it was it was non stop i channel uh, naturally anyway i'm happy with my own company and i especially around animals i can sit in nature and really absorb what's happening around me um but i i use a few different methods of channeling the book um i know there's all those uh, you mentioned before the Clair sentience and all that, that I, I have that, I have that kind of a range of, um, uh, skills in the background, but that, that's not, that's not special to me. That's, that's, um, uh, that's special to everyone. Uh, we just have to be able to get to a point that where we can welcome those qualities into our life. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I you know, when I was younger, I loved being, um, outdoors. Uh, wasn't really much of an animal person, but I love being outdoors and I never really understood why. And I stopped doing that for many years. You've been out, outdoors. And now I've realized over the past couple of years, how important it is right to be outdoors and to be grounded. And I actually, I, I don't even hesitate to tell people this now, if it comes up, but, uh, occasionally now i will go out outside and i will lay in my lounge shop back and i'll i'm able to have conversations with the trees in my backyard which to some people would seem so foreign i had an entire conversation with one of my house plants i was like people would think this is really weird but like there's a consciousness there right um so now I realize, and I'm looking forward to it being sunny outside to go outside now and have that grounding experience because I missed out on it for so long, right? Just staying indoors so much. How do you, because I, I know you're a mentor. So um, can you tell me a little bit about your your process of mentoring uh, the type of people that you a mentor because i'm assuming that nature that because of how important nature is to you right that that probably plays a part like how does that coincide and i'm curious because i don't i don't have that connection right with nature and a real for me i feel like i missed out on a lot um and i'm hoping to kind of gain that back Uh, being outdoors and being grounded and stuff going forward. So does that play a huge part in your mentorship? Like, do you, is that, do you teach people to get outdoors more? uh, Or do you just bring that in your experiences and how important it is to you um, into your mentorship? Can you talk about that process? If that makes any sense, I just worded that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I totally get where you're coming from. So. With with nature is is more natural towards than the, the world that we've created. So we have to re- reconnect this relationship, uh, this harmony, and this uh, balance. And to do that, we have to recognize the moment. You know, if we if we're too busy concentrating on what's going to happen in the future, uh, it's anxiety. If we if we live in the past, it's fear. You know, and we have to bring this awareness to our moment within this moment, because within this life, within this within this kind of like the core principles of the universe everything happens within the moment so to to build on this relationship and connect in with nature we have to bring our awarenesses and and a lot of the time uh i'm i work on the mind uh so there's there's a lot of different uh kind of specialities and um uh, especially spirituality it's it's the the consciousness is unlimited but i i kind of work on the mind work on the healing and work on the the values for themselves it comes with identity and self-respect and uh, being accountable for your life and when you start putting these core principles of uh, making the right decisions and choices and your values and um, not not attaching your energy to a theme that's emotionally charged and when we kind of bring our awareness in we can then work on our value within nature. So our embodiments, we have feelings and emotions. Our, the with control to, to get to gain control, people emotionally charge their reaction and minimize their feelings. So the feelings are generally used for addictive states. So our feelings are our gifts. We hear, we see, we smell, we feel. So when we uh, when we look into nature, we have to maximize our feelings. We have to really fine tune our hearing, our seeing, our smelling, our tasting, yeah. and and what what we do is we because we're emotionally charged, we use these as an addictive states or triggers. So we when we when we see something, do we have to binge watch TV or do we have to stay on our phones all the time? Or when we hear something, are we shutting down a conversation because we've been triggered? Or when we smell, do we actually go and binge eat uh, some food? So all these all these gifts that we've been given they've been minimized and have been used to control our emotions and our emotions aren't meant to be controlled. They're, they're, they're a blessing. You know, we experience love and harmony and you you might go to a wedding or a birthday or just even being in nature and really embracing that environment. It's, it's, it's it's a, it's a moment of purity, you know? So when we walk into nature, we have to build on this relationship with our feelings. We have to maximize our gifts and know the value of who we are so the that there's when we walk in sometimes we want to close down a couple of our gifts and work on just certain areas like just listening or uh, even even if, for example if you if if you want to just if you just want to visualize you, you can you can put headphones on and then you can sit, sit in quiet and when 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 the when the silence is deafening that's when we struggle because we can't get out of our own mind. You know, so um, I kind i I, I, st- I start off with my mentoring of just working on the individual, their identity, their gifts, their routines, the energies and spaces that they put themselves in, and then when we build on this, we can start integrating our core principles and the values and the 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 kind of the unhidden realities or the unhidden consciousness that's available to us, but has been removed by design to state a control, control narrative or, you know, a a forced kind of um, lockdown within the mind.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I've been, feel like nature is actually calling me now, right? That, Being in nature is, how do I explain it? Um, It's just like it's calling me now. It's like this is something you have to experience now, right, as part of your journey or experience again. It's just something that's calling me. And again, I feel like I've missed out on so, so much of that because I used to love being in nature when I was a kid. So I'm curious now. As it warm, I just hate the cold, so I'm not going to go outside now. But I'm so curious what it's going to be like now in this state that I am in now. Um, there's so much peace and harmony in my life, um, even just being indoors and in solitude a lot of the time. But I'm I'm really curious what the what it's going to be like to be out and connect with nature. Because again, it's calling me and I feel like it's so important. So, um, do you, I, I'm just curious, do you find with people that you work with or just um, people that you come across that have kind of gotten sucked in, right? Into, you know, what people call this matrix, right? We're so bound by what we're told and, you know, the limits placed on us by technology, government, whatever, the systems, right? um that as people awaken um that they're drawn to nature do you do you find that with a lot of people i'm just curious
1: yeah so knowledge of freedom is nature we have free free will and choice and when we when we take away the control factor within our minds we we look for avenues to release that burden and and that's what we get with grounding being understanding the collective consciousness, and being being able to appreciate that well, our embodiment is part of nature. We have to walk into nature and see our silhouette, not see the damage or our footsteps that are behind us. You know, yeah. so when when we kind of look at people's stories and the matrix, um, we will never know the individual story. That's why that's why identity is critical. So within your life and your and and your experiences, that is unique to you we uh, i will never be able to know that and nobody else will ever be to know that that is down to the individual their identity and their experiences the only thing that i i can bring value to their life is help them understand those and make them stronger you know and healing comes at the deepest levels so when we when we talk about kind of like this system where that's been ingrained into our reality. It goes back thousands of years, and because just because of control, you know. So when we're born, we've got our family DNA, we've got the imprint of the the uh, the, the stars, and then we've got our soul's contract and a few a few other of ones as well. So the actual reality within your world means that you're potentially faced with understanding other people's reality before you're facing your reality. And what what uh, nature does is nature gives you a place of freedom to digest those energies. In a harmonic, kind of internal understanding of who you are. So when we when we look to heal the deepest wounds, we have to remove the cloud or the hustle bustle of the over over aggressive and passive energies, and that, and that space is available within nature. So the knowledge of freedom, or the core principles of life, are available when we put ourselves in positions of being able to understand it. And that is that is the that is the value of nature and when we when we so when we talk about our homeland and being able to respect it, that energetical imprint of the planet is unique to that area so so where you live and the places that you reside, there's no other energy like that place so within your within your world, you have to create this relationship you have to adapt to the balancing and principles you have to adapt to the frequencies and really embrace that a uh, place you call home you know you, you're there to be part of it you're not you're not there to have a, an alternative motive or agenda to push to push your greed or materialistic wealth that that people are ingrained ingrained into their reality you know so with nature brings an aspect of our life that we've been missing um and for us to move forward in advanced uh, like an advanced society civilization we have to teach kids the knowledge of freedom the moment they are born and that is uh, a key within the relationship with nature you know
0: yeah Yeah. i just think i just think back to when i was a child and uh i used to say that there was a big oak tree i lived on dairy farm there's a big oak tree uh or not an oak tree it was a willow tree so it had like the leaves that would just flow down and i would just sit under that tree and i would talk and i realized now that i was having conversations right with my higher self and probably i'm guessing probably my guides and didn't even realize it but it was so reading your book talking to you now is just reminding me like of how like innocent and beautiful that experience was just being outside sitting under that tree and talking and actually I've been out in nature before taking walks and stuff. And, and uh, I remember this one time I looked down on the side of the, the road, this dirt road, and I could see I've, I was in such a state of like peace. And I looked down at this flower. I think it was a daisy. And I could see its aura. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I've lost that now, not being out. So again, I'm kind of excited when it warms up and I can go back out. Um, I know you're a healer too. So, do you um, do? What is that process like for you? Right, um, healing. Do you work with? Do you work with energy like Reiki or anything like that, or is it just, you know, could, because different healers work with different tools and stuff right um so what is that process like for you as a healer
1: yeah so my healing is kind of directly at the mind. this is this is a this is my guidance from my uh my guides the the the, how i read energy and how how i can see the world behind the world that we've created so i'm i'm looking at a place of harmony and a place of love so when when someone uh, and uh, they're asking for advice, or they struggle with uh, simple life qualities. It all starts within the mind. So f- for me, it's about being able to hold an unconditional space for the individual to process these moments and not feel uh, neglect or guilt or uh, kind of like they they have no value within their life. And when we so healing starts with unconditional spaces and And then, once we create this platform and the individual within their identity is able to understand their life what and what they've been through means that they bring a value of respect to their to to their principles in life you know every conversation should have a balancing principles of respect so when i when I look to heal, I'm holding the energy within their embodiment so people go well well over over zoom that's not possible but they don't realize that my energy imprint is when I'm reading your words, I'm, I'm, I'm reading your story behind those words. So I can access parts of your mind that you struggle with, and I can hold a, an unconditional space for you to be able to really understand yourself. I don't, I don't look to, I have no, no conditions to it. So I am, I am literally holding that space that is for you and yourself to be able to just digest the the clouded storm that has been created on someone else's reality and and when you when you've got when you when you take uh the, well, take control back to release control of your own mind that's when that's when you start to recognize your true value and where you place yourself within the world
0: that's that is so beautiful that's so beautiful I, you know one of the things i've realized uh, probably over the past six months that I didn't realize early on, I'm looking back and now realizing, dealing with anxiety and depressions, because part of it was because I was sensitive to energy. I had no idea. So I've learned now how important it is that we really all um, can hold space for each other, right? Um, and hold a space of unconditional love for people, Um mm-hmm. And you don't have to have any special abilities, right? To be able to do that. You can just hold space, right? And um, it's everybody can do it. It's just, it's beautiful. So um, I don't think I have, I don't have any more questions for you. Um, but if, is there anything else that you want to, that you want to talk about? Um, your I don't know is there any, yeah I don't I I usually so I usually when I do interviews I don't come with like a list of questions because I like things to flow uh, sometimes I run out of 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 dialogue myself because what happens with me is I'll take information and then in my head I start processing it right um, so some of the things that you have said are they have me thinking and they're so beautiful so now instead of me like being in the now I'm thinking oh my goodness I need to get out in nature more so I have this process going on in my head right now um so I've run out of questions because my internal mind is going (laughs) but I'd love to if there's Mm -hmm. if there's anything else that you want to talk about and share um I'd love for you to do that if not we can end the episode and um I would like for you before we do end though, um, to let people know where they can find you, right. What you offer, Uh, again, we know you're a mentor and a healer, um, but how you offer that. And, um, and I will be leaving links, uh, in the description when I post the episode to YouTube and to the podcast. So I'm going to open it back up to you, anything else you want to share, how people can find you?
1: uh etc yeah yeah and i i think when you take when you leave it organic and you don't have that kind of built up kind of like structure within your life you are welcome in energies that aren't actually uh aren't actually um necessarily attached to the, that structure but they're more of a blessing the more of a more of a divine link to who we are so when we when we have this organic flow within a conversation we can start creating themes and blessings within within our aura place ourselves in positions and kind of welcome in different directions that have been hidden away from us so i i i think our intuition and organics is, is a important part of our daily routine you know yeah. um when we talk about the unconditional space if we're looking to kind of know that value uh nature is what holds it unconditional space so when we when we trying to move this kind of uh we talk about anxiety, stress, fear, um, you know, envy, all these, all these products, they're all, they're all the end product. They're the they're they're the they're, they're, they're the situation that's happened and been built up and that's what you that's what you experience at the end. So with healing we look we always look to the source. Never look to never look to the moment of anxiety. You can understand that within this moment I'm 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 getting I'm being anxious and I'm I'm something's driving this energy. But it is it is the history behind who creates that energy in the first place and we we start we start by just taking our mind back step by step and eventually going back to the source so just remember the end product is never is never the direct reason but the indirect reason so it's the it's the it's what it's what surfaces you know um i um i i've only recently uh, come to social media so I'm very fresh and I only have Instagram on my website so Instagram is a sages journey um and then my website's a sages journey.com. um and then there's also my book seedling the journey to win a peace
0: yeah so I'm assuming do you do um do you uh, because you mentioned this the uh zoom sessions and stuff so do you work with people one-on-one and then via via zoom is that how you feel like one-on-one yeah. group or how do you how does that work
1: so i'm quite remote in new zealand so one-on-one sessions are only limited to a, a very small percentage of the, the people uh but i you can go on my website and book in uh for just 30 minute 30 minutes or an hour and uh, just just the kind of uh this is a space that's dedicated to the individual and their identity so they're more than welcome to jump online and and book in for a session so
0: awesome all right well that is all i have i really appreciate having you on like i said i um i mentioned before uh our call that i read your book. And I read it knowing, right, that I was going to have you on and interview you. But now after talking to you, um, I'm going to go back through the book because, you know, some when you go back to material, sometimes there's material you can go back to over and over again and you pick up on new things each time. So I'm going to go back because I because I have a feeling I'm going to pick up on a few other things. That may really resonate with me. So I'm excited about that. So um, I feel really, I, I have this really peaceful, beautiful feeling now after speaking to you. So I just want to thank you for that.
1: Well, I want to thank you for sharing this space with me today.
0: Thank you. All right. So we'll end the call for now. Thank you so much. Again, for our, um, everybody listening, I will have links to Daniel's uh, website if you're interested and uh, reaching out to him for a session uh, or ordering his book, I can leave a link for that also. Uh, It is available on Amazon. That's where I purchased my copy. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, uh, Daniel, for being here with me today. And uh, I wish everybody uh, a wonderful last day. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one.